When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. Uh, looking a little on the video here. Lighting's not great, Brian. I look a little uh, like I'm snitching on Nixon or something here. You do look uh, like you're a little bit in the witness protection I, program, if I had to say. But everybody recognizes that voice uh, yeah. of Bobby Belt. Exactly. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan Dallas. Brian and I are in the same spot today. That is Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan. That's your radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. And speaking of uh, the radio flagship of the Cowboys, uh, Brian Broaddus is the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network and also uh, the co-host of the draft show on DallasCowboys.com. Brian, how you doing? Doing well. And again, that's uh, Bobby Belt, who is on uh, 5.30 to 10 every Monday through Friday. On, I'm on 6. They're on, on at 5.30. Well, we'll start, so don't, don't, we, tune, don't tune in until 6. Yeah, we start the show here at 5.30. Bobby rolls in at 6, does a great job. But that is the Sean and RJ with Bobby show every Monday through Friday, and then also uh, the Cowboys uh, Insider, or 105.3, the Fans Insider for all things Dallas Cowboys, host of here, again, the Love of the Star podcast, doing super. We thank everybody out there for listening to the show, and then also Bobby, a contributor to the draft show. We're inside of 30 days on the NFL draft, so you're going to hear all our voices uh, for those three days. So, yeah, Robert, it's good to have you in the same locale. I know. We, we, we've we actually got us both hooked up with the headsets today. Amazing. And, and, and Probably sound a thousand percent better. I would guess from, so. On my end of it here. I, I, I would guess gotta so. Got to approve a lot on that. You, you guys let us know just how, how wonderful <laughs> it sounds and uh, how awful my lighting is. Please just comment on uh, just how poor you think my lighting is. Uh, all right, Brian, there have been a couple moves uh, in, in the last couple days for the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, one, firming up the Cowboys' future at running back, adding to the running back room, and an interesting move along the offensive line that I'm, I'm wondering what it might indicate. Um, let's start with the running back room. Uh, on Thursday, Tony Pollard signed his franchise tender, uh, so he is officially locked in with the Cowboys. Uh, they have until July 17th to work out a long-term deal if they so choose. If they don't, Tony Pollard is going to make $10.091 million next year on a one-year contract in 2023. Uh, I, I guess I'm a little surprised he went ahead and signed it this early um, because there's obviously then no leverage for a long-term deal. I brought this up on Sean and RJ this week, and I have not heard anything like this, so please don't take this as, oh, Bobby would say this unless he had heard whispers. I have not. This is just a, a, something I'm throwing out there. 
folks, don't let Bobby fool you here. I, d- I promise I didn't. When you hear what I'm about to say, you'll understand I did not hear this. Okay. I, I wonder, did, did Tony Pollard get any sort of cold feet at the idea if he sees the running back market? And Absolutely did. Six and went, mm, what if they rescinded this tag? Absolutely he did. Absolutely he did. I mean, you know, you start to see what what's happening in the market. And we all figured this out, I think, very quickly. The more, Bobby, that we dug into the draft, the more that we realized that this draft is going to stretch from rounds one to rounds five. You know, and, and, and I'm not just talking about one player per round. I'm talking about this thing's got two, three potential quality players. And yeah. You know, if you're Tony Pollard, you're looking at the situation and you're thinking like, boy, you know what? Uh, you know, the, my health isn't really, it's it's in question right now. You know, the Cowboys look at the board. You know, the, in, in another week, they're going to, these pro days are going to stop. And then the Cowboys are going to turn their attention to going in there and putting boards together. And, you know, they're going to, you know, they've already got an idea of their, the grades that they've given these guys. But as a collective group, they're going to go talk about them and they're going to stack them. And once they stack those names, it, it's going to be very clear to them that, wow, this could be, I, I, I honestly, I think this Tony Pollard situation is going to be very similar to what we saw with Dalton Schultz. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, see that. and especially, especially if in fact that, you know, Ronald Jones or anybody that they draft shows up this year and is able to have production for not $10 million. You know, that's, you know, and, and Tony Pollard's a hell of a player, but Tony Pollard, there's questions. I mean, we, we Dallas Cowboy fans, they've been through this. They've seen, a, they've seen or heard us talking about, well, Dak Prescott coming back from this and okay, well then here's Michael Gallup coming back from this, you know, and here's now Tony Pollard, you know, there's so much unknown right now about that. You know, those guys, like say, the, the players work hard. Britt Brown works hard with them to get them back rehab. But you don't know. Yeah. You don't know how effective that they're really, really going to be. You know, and and we could talk about how effective they're going to be. So I, I, I totally get why Tony Pollard did what he did. That money's guaranteed. So if Tony Pollard is not able to answer the bell, he still gets $10 million from the Cowboys. There's no pulling back from that. The fact that he signed that tag, the Cowboys are now on the hook. So I, I, he, he also looking and seeing what's going on. I, I know on our shows and I'm sure on your show in the morning, we talk about, you know, we talk about, I mean, my advice to Ezekiel Elliott was don't wait, man. If you've got a deal, get in there, get in there before somebody says, well, we don't need to give. Ezekiel at three and a half million dollars yeah, or five yeah. million dollars. We don't need to give him that. We can give him veteran minimum if he wants to play because we don't have to, you know. So I, I think this this running back, it, it, it's only gotten worse for running backs. It really, really has. I believe this would be the first time in 12 years if it stands now uh, as the market stands now. And there's not a running back out there who looks like he would break this. This will be the first time in 12 years that an outside free agent hasn't been given at least 3% of the cap as their average annual value in a in a deal. Uh, and there were some good running backs out there on the market this offseason, like Miles Sanders and yeah. David Montgomery and 
you know, and so it's it's interesting to see the way teams have shifted on the running back market. Uh, Ronald Jones ends up here in Dallas on a uh, one-year deal for, I believe, it's one and a half million. Um, only 17 carries in Kansas City last year, but I think you've seen an effective player and people have already jumped down my throat. Have you watched Ronald Jones yet, Brian? Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to see if you're going to jump down my throat the same way a, a few others have uh, this week at, at 105 through the fan. I think when you watch the tape, not the workload, everything else, I think when you watch the tape, Ronald Jones is a better player right now than Ezekiel Elliott. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think when you start to talk about, you know, the 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 ability to attack the hole, to get through the hole, to make the cuts, you know, uh, it, it's both I think both offer you power in the mm-hmm. way that they run. But Jones, Jones is a little bit quicker, looks a little bit fresher. And the way, I mean, Zeke's been dealing with a lot. Yeah. You know, he dealt with a lot. I mean, the season, the wear and tear that he's had over the years. His knees have gotten beat up. Yeah. Here. He's gotten, I mean, he, the hits that he's taken, it slowed him down. And, you know, he doesn't have that explosiveness that he once had. He has the explosiveness with some power, you know, with contact and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, two through the hole, uh, he's, he's not the same player. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think, what do you think Ronald Jones can give them, not just with the physicality, also catching the ball out of the backfield? That's been something that throughout his career, he showed a lot in Tampa Bay, didn't get as much of an opportunity last year in Kansas City. But uh, I think you've seen from Ronald Jones, a guy who could... Has a history of it. Yeah. Who, and USC. Can catch yeah, the ball, yeah. can, can uh, you know, is a powerful runner, but has shown some wiggle at times, I think, and, yeah. and is an intriguing player. I, I just think that Ronald Jones is a nice complete back to add to the system as a good one, two punch, depending on what you get in the draft. If you, if you get, if you strike out in the draft, I think you feel okay about Ronald Jones and Tony Pollard as your running back. Yeah, I think you would. Uh, I don't think they are going to strike out though. Like I said, I think rounds one through five, you're going to find somebody that can suit your eye and is able to do the things. But you, you mentioned the, the big unknown about the running back situation now with the Cowboys is how is Mike McCarthy Brian Schottenheimer going to use the running backs. That's the big, I mean, we had an idea with Kellen Moore. It was really more primarily just hand them the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, is Mike McCarthy going to figure out a screen game? Is he going to figure out how to flex uh, a running back in a slot or all the way to the outside? And, and that's, I think that you say it about the offense in general. There's so many questions you know, I have absolutely zero questions about the defense. All my questions for the Dallas Cowboys pertain to the offense. I do have my concerns about not only, you know, how they're going to use the running backs. I have big concerns about the offensive line coach and I, and, and the switch. You know, we've seen the Cowboys, what happens to a group when they switch the offensive line coach. Yeah. Paul Alexander, great example. Paul Alexander fired midseason, mm-hmm. you know. I worry about, and then, and then on the other end of that, how the switch helped them when they went to Columbo. When they went to Mark Colombo, yeah. it, it actually brought them back to back to focus. So yeah. I worry about a guy like Mike Solari. Mike Solari, and 
I know this does it. It's talking about Ronald Jones and no, but it's all part. But it's, it's all part of, part of it. I my questions about the running backs or about the running game is not so much about the players itself, but how they're going to try and run the ball. You know, and I do. I worry about. We saw, you know, and and trust me, I was one of the most critical, critical guys of on Joe Philbin. Yeah, you know, and but but give Joe Philbin credit. Steele, Tyler Smith, you know, Biotish. I mean, these guys did get better. I think B. I think Biotish and Steele. You can give him some credit. I don't know about. I still am not certain he ever came around on time. Well, Smith. he he probably didn't like, but but he's the line coach. Sure, sure. So he's you know Tyler Smith played a couple different spots and and wasn't you know Tyler Smith didn't pee down his leg last year. No, when yeah. they put him in, they got him ready to play. Whether that's Blatsko or whoever that's you know coaching now the running backs, which in, in another weird, interesting, weird dynamic thing going on they, there. They they love his juice though. They they, oh, they love oh, the the, oh. the edge he brings. Well, so. uh, okay, that's good. But you know, it, those running backs are a different group. Yeah, yeah. Running backs have egos. Offensive linemen don't. You know, and yeah. so if you've been dealing with. You know, it's a little bit different. They're, they could sell it as, oh, we want to run the ball more and it helps. Hey, I was on a staff in Green Bay where Andy Reid went from tackles tight end coach to coaching the quarterbacks. He coached Brett Favre right. when Steve Mariucci went on and Marty Morningweg went on. Andy Reid became it. And, and you, know, you sometimes you do. Sometimes Andy Reid was able to put blocking schemes with the perimeter game. And once he learned both, that's why Andy Reid, I think, is one of the better play callers in the league. He understands protection to also marry it with, you know, routes down the field. And, you know, so that's going to be the Cowboys' hope that Blasco could be that guy. But, but my bigger question is, with the offensive line and some questions at the left guard spot and the new offensive line coach, you know, who sat out the whole year last year. Yep. You know that you got to prove to me unceremoniously let go of Seattle. You got to you got to prove to me this is the right move. I I applaud the fact that I I think Mike McCarthy had had enough of Kellen Moore after the Green Bay game. I think that's the time if you want to if you want to you know and I'm sure I'll get some text message from somebody over there. Kellen Moore's side, he had had enough of blending concepts and just wanted to run what he exactly exactly. And I I think that I think the Cowboys probably felt a lot like. We got to pick. We got to pick here. Yeah. The, the one thing we can't do next year is run this back with Kellen and Mike and a blended concept. It's either got to be Kellen's offense I or think, Mike's offense, and we. I go. think Mike really also looks at his. He's won twenty five games in two years, and his job's still in jeopardy. You know, yeah. you, you have that feeling that you know you don't see anybody rushing to Mike McCarthy's defense here and say, "Wow, we've got to get Mike McCarthy signed up and all that." I mean, there seems to be a lot of this. Well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go out, I'm going out on my terms. I'm gonna go out calling the plays. And there's a side of me that that really, and this is like you would just said, I ain't talking to anybody over there about this. But this is just my two cents. I think I think Brian Schottenheimer's gonna end up calling the plays here by I, the my, end of this year or into the future. I think I think the I think the talk about McCarthy calling the plays. Yeah. I think we're going to see Brian. It's a Brian Schottenheimer play. I hold, I, hold on to that one for bold predictions in the summer. I we, shall. We do bold. Yeah. Predi- we got. We got to remember to circle back on that one. 
You are yeah. listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.